Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast appearing games of the Game Pass Collection. Bring you three new perspectives of rank skill range. I am the one surviving this tide. Andrew, with me. The one who's drowning in the dark tide. Keith. Hello. And the one who's here. I don't know. I couldn't think of an intro for you. Aaron, thank you for joining us again. That was great. That was, uh, again, I feel like you've screwed me over on these intros in the past. I just don't think... You're really bringing the energy for me, and that really kind of bums me out. So, But thank you for that. That was great. Uh, the one who uses a lot of Tide in his laundry, Aaron. Uh, I'll accept it. <laughs> and this week, uh, I picked the game. Uh, this week, we played Warhammer 40K Dark Tide by Fat Shark. Warhammer 40K Dark Tide is a 4v horde first-person shooter where you are playing one of four classes that are prisoners on a ship that... You know, you are recruited from the Imperium. I don't know Warhammer lore. I'm just going to go into that. But you were prisoners on a ship. The ship gets taken over. You're recruited into the army because a planet is taken over by the chaos. So you were basically sent on suicide missions to prove your worth. There we go. But uh, starting off, since I already kind of pointed it out, I want to ask you guys, what's your guys' knowledge with Warhammer 40k? Uh, Nothing that you just said. And yeah. now everything that you just said. <laughs> I, All right. So we are a panel of experts. Here we go. I, I know it's sad. It's sad. There's a lot of sad. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you say that. <laughs> like, I always know I would be into the tabletop for Warhammer 40K. I know a lot of people that play it. And every time they describe me, I'm like, that game sounds awesome. But I know it costs a lot of money. And I'm like, I don't want to focus. I don't want to spend a bunch of money on that. But I've always felt that way. I've played a good amount of Warhammer 40K games. And every time I'm like, this universe is depressing. I feel like everyone just wants to kill you. There's just misery, death, and darkness in every corner. And Warhammer 40k Dark Tide is exactly that. Yeah, it's a, a lot of browns, a lot yep. of uh, a lot of concrete. I don't think I've seen in any any Warhammer anything. So I've I've obviously seen some versions of the tabletop games. Obviously, multiple video games have been made at this point, um, including a few that have been on Game Pass over the years here. I don't think I've seen a single vegetation. I, I haven't seen a tree, a bush, a piece of grass. Uh, I've, I've seen a, a lot of smog and sadness. And that is, that is it. There's not one tree. Just put just, one tree. Just copious amounts of sadness. Yeah. Just... just. Sprawled everywhere. <laughs> That's it. That's Don't look at that corner. There's sadness there. That is, if I were to get into Warhammer lore right now, the biggest question I would come in having is, where are the trees? Just where are the bushes? Is there not one? Because they're, that, to me, is what brings the sadness. I'll write the glossary of all vegetation in Warhammer right now. That's And done. Yeah. The end. <laughs> Finished. Uh but anyway, uh, I will start with this. So, as I said, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide is a 4v Horde game mode game. And uh, for me, this was a game. Uh, this actually, we've covered a couple like 4v Horde style games. This one actually might be my favorite. It has a really good looter shooter aspect to it. It has really good RPG elements to it, class building. I actually had a lot of fun with it. And it actually has a... Half decent story. Well, I don't want to say half decent. The cutscenes I thought were cool. They're very sad, as Aaron said, but 
I at least thought like graphically was really cool looking. So yeah, this is a game for me. I played a lot of it single player and I still thought it was a lot of fun. So I think on the, on the sheer, I like the style of the four V horde games. It's, it's what I tend to gravitate towards with, especially in Wartide. A lot of run and gun. It's it's not a lot of strategy. It's not a lot of slow playing things. It's just get your best guns to do your most explosions and most damage and, and get in there and do the heck out of that thing. So I absolutely do like it in that aspect. I don't know that I loved all of Warhammer, at least when I was playing it solo player, because I think unlike apparently Aaron, I just had a much different experience and I, I just kept getting destroyed over and over and over again um so it's it's a fun time and i would pick it up and i would play it with friends but i don't necessarily know that i would say it's an overall like must game but it is a game it's it's worth checking out if you really like the genre especially yeah it's a game um i think it's got a lot of pitfalls there uh Andrew's kind of glowing review of it being very good RPG elements. I think a lot of that stuff is lacking. Obviously, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, I also, I think it's probably important to note, Andrew, I think you were much more into, um, gosh, what those Left 4 Dead games, which this obviously takes a lot from. I wasn't. Yeah. I never really played a left. I've I've played a very little bit amount of Left 4 Dead, and obviously, if it has a massive cult following in it, I feel like if Did you, you ever are a Back for Blood, if you no, I never played that really either. I don't even know oh, if geez. I downloaded it. Truthfully, so I think if you're a fan of those games, you'd be a fan of this. I'm not, so I'm kind of coming into it at a completely new stance coming into it. But it's still a game. I still had fun with it. It's still a fun game. I would I would still go back and play this game. But I think. The fact that I don't have that kind of backbone because I was too busy playing Call of Duty, I, I think it does hold it back from being like a, a great game for me. Man, so I can't believe, So you've never really played too many of the style of this game? I, I find that very surprising. Yeah, I, I think mean, if if I remember at the time, uh, Left 4 Dead was a PC heavy game. We never really had a good gaming PC yep. for one, and then uh, growing up, and then for two, I, it eventually made its way onto Xbox. But again, at that time, I was way more interested in playing Call of Duty than I ever was at playing Left 4 Dead. Which had zombies, which is kind of like it. Yeah, it's not. It's not the same thing. But <laughs> I, I know I had seen you play it, and I probably picked up... I would say if I were just off the top of my head guessing how many hours of Left 4 Dead I've played in my life, whether it's Left 4 Dead 1 or 2, I'm going to say a total maybe six hours. So very, very little amount of Left 4 Dead. Okay. I, I feel like this gets me every time because I swear Left 4 Dead was on PlayStation. Or PlayStation 2 at least. I mean, it definitely made its way onto Xbox. It was in the 360 area when it came yeah. when it came to the, the Xbox, yeah. So Yeah, but 360 was like it was, was somewhere PS3. between PS2 and PS3. Yeah, that would have been PS3 era. So, I don't know. I, I swear I always remember playing it on my PlayStation 2, but I, I did play Left 4 Dead back in the day, and I, I didn't play as much Back 4 Blood when it came out, but I, I don't know. Overall, I liked those games, but I, I think I kind of see what you're saying is that at certain times it didn't really scratch much of an itch for me. At least Wartide didn't, I should say. 
Dark Tide. See, I always think it's funny. When people talk about Left 4 Dead 2, it's always like, best game ever. And don't get me wrong. It was good because it was the game that I think defined the genre of playstyle. But like, I feel like going back to it, I would be so bored with it because there wasn't much progression. And like, it sucks. I feel so tainted now of just, when I play a game, I need to be rewarded. And that's what I've been liking about Darktide. We'll get into it, you know, obviously. As I said with the RPG elements, which Aaron disagrees with, but... Uh, well, like, well, let's get this started with the story. As I said, you know, you start off as a prisoner, you create a character, you have four classes you can pick from. Veteran, which is mostly focused on ranged weapons. You have the Psyker, which is kind of like a mage uh, for people who don't quite know Warhammer lore. I think that's the easiest description. Uh, then you have the Zealot, which I think originally was called the Priest, but I know in a recent patch they reworked a lot of the classes, and they're now called the Zealot. But in the achievements, it says, as the priest, do this. So I think they kind of changed it. But the zealot kind of is a little bit more melee focused. And then you have the ogren, which is a massive ogre type character who is kind of like a tank. But you could play different styles with each one of these characters. You know, you create a backstory, which I I do not understand why. I forgot to look up if there was a reason. But you're literally picking what homeworld did you come from? For sweet RPG elements, obviously. I, I guess, but they, they don't even reference it. As far as I could tell, it doesn't look like your dialogue changes. But yeah, you can change what homeworld you came from, what was your upbringing, and, and like these kind of little different things. But it's like, it didn't say like, oh, this will give you extra health or this will make your melee stronger. Mm, sounds yeah. like the RPG elements might be lacking a little <laughs> bit. Interesting. Well, the class building is interesting. So when you pick one of these four characters, you know, it does a tutorial, which is also very story-driven, which I liked and enjoyed. But you, like as I said, you are a prisoner on a ship. You know, you're about to be transported to a planet to be executed, possibly. But you say, I'm loyal to the Emperor, and I always have been. They don't believe you, of course. But the ship gets attacked, you get free, and you escape with some of the survivors, and they recruit you into the army to keep returning to this planet and fight the chaos that is spreading around on the planet. Did you guys actually even understand the story when you were playing this? No, no, I. But I honestly, I don't, I don't think you need to. And yes, it is well apparent when you're playing this game. This game probably makes a whole lot more sense if you have a general grasp of the Warhammer series, which I have a general grasp. Yeah, and, of. and that's kind of it too. Like I know that the Emperor is is kind of the the godlike figure throughout the whole series. I'm aware yeah, of the space chaos marines. Is... Chaos is kind of like a zombie corruption that infects people. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm generally aware of some of that stuff. But even if you don't, this is just, again, lacking in the RPG elements. So the story <laughs> isn't overly important for the, the, the enjoyment of the game. It just isn't. And there's not a lot happening there. Uh, the cutscenes are fine. I know you were speaking a little bit more glowing on them before. but they're I, I thought they were cool. They're fine. They don't really do a whole lot. I mean, what what part of it was cool? They they talk I mean, okay. to each other. I That's thought graphically it. it was cool, and I thought they do because they would do some character introductions. Like anytime you leveled up, you would unlock some certain like shops, and they kind of do a quick cutscene, kind of explaining the shop and the character kind of behind it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. But I will say they did start to get depressing because literally every cutscene is just people threatening that they want you executed and that you yeah. suck and you need to prove yourself or we're gonna kill you right away. And it's just like, all right, this is this is sad. Like, 
Can somebody at least just give me a compliment here? I, I don't. I don't know if sad is the word. We're just like, I go back to, I don't know how many different games you're, you're saving the world and you're doing all of these things. And we're just like, boy, you're the worst person in the world. All right, cool. Well, I'll just go risk my life again um, for you and, and everyone here on this planet, but it's cool. Yeah. You know, just, just talk crap about me. And I don't know. It's a, it's a video game trope just in general. So I, I can't. I think I think you're just used to it because we're always you know talking bad about you. So well, I mean, that in is general, the story for you, you're just like, oh, this is like normal life for me. Yeah, but I'm I'm also not bringing all of that much value. So like, it's mostly well deserved <laughs> for me. So if somebody's like Keith, you're a piece of crap. You're like, I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. Myself, so like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. <laughs> You make a valid argument. I can't argue with you there. <laughs> but I, I do agree, Aaron. It is it is a means to an end. Uh, because also, too, I, I at least like the environment, how it was set up of you being on this cathedral-esque ship. It's like essentially a floating city that's also like a cathedral. But like how the hub world is kind of designed. You go up to these missions and you're thrown. I always did quick play because quick play gives you bonus like 10% XP and rewards. So I'm just like, yeah, why wouldn't I pick quick play? So I will say, I agree with you there. And as far as the story goes, it does lose its pacing when it comes to actually just playing the mission because you just do quick play. It gives you a random mission. Some random person's yelling at you about some glippity glop invading this, this splippity splorp and you got to go destroy it. And it's just like, I don't know what the heck's going on. Okay, whatever. I'm just doing some objective. And it's just, there we go. And there you, go. And you win. Here's your rewards. And I'm like, okay. And then here's a cutscene, and people are going, yeah, you suck. I want to kill you. I hope you get executed. And it's like, all right, I guess I'll go do more missions. Hey, here's, here's what I'm loving so far about this podcast so far. <laughs> everything Andrew has like praised, he's then immediately reversed. He's immediately then gone (laughs) in the complete opposite direction. He was like, uh, the RPG elements, and then immediately talks about, yeah, I had to pick all these things at the beginning, and it does nothing. Okay. And then, I really like the cutscenes. Yeah, sometimes (laughs) you just go into these cutscenes, and they're like, you suck, and that's the cutscene. Yeah, that's my point. The story didn't matter. It was irrelevant, and it's fine. That was not the point of this game. I I don't know a single person who's like, I really want to play this because I really want the story. And if you are that person, you're not going to enjoy it. But so far, I've I've already turned Andrew on both of his pros. So this game will be a well, pass by the end of this episode. On. Go ahead. Go ahead. Even though I am complaining about it, but literally every other 4v horde game we play, there's at least no cutscenes. Like, you maybe, if you're lucky, will get one in the intro, and that is it. But at least in this one, it at least kind of sets up this universe and explains, like, hey, uh, chaos is going on in this planet, and you need to stop it. And me, who has a general grasp of Warhammer, I'm like, okay, I get it. Let's do it. Well, okay, so, okay. There's, there's even though I am slightly there. complaining about it, it at least gives me something. No, 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 like no, no. They don't, they don't need to set up a base because Warhammer has how big of a base. Or like, it should be easy to build a story. It's it's kind of like Halo. If they were to make a TV show and then they were just like, I don't know. Oh, let's talk about let's, the Halo let's TV let's show here. Okay. On Halo, but not really make it Halo. <laughs> it's it's kind of like doing that. You you have this whole big universe that's created in warhammer there's tabletop games there's multiple video games and it's like i don't know everyone just hates you and you're just saving this planet for no good reason i i think there's a we gotta slow this down for one do not mention the halo tv show i am not coming on another episode (laughs) 
of this Sticket podcast to talk about the Halo TV show. No one else wants to hear it. Uh, for two, let's keep in mind, there are multiple Warhammer games here. And there are yeah. multiple Warhammer games that are very story-driven. And the, I think I played, a, was it Inquisitor or Inquisition? Vermintide? Um, no. This one was also on Game Pass. I want to say it was a third person. It was not the Space Marine one. Um, I think it was called Inquisitor. It was... There, there is a Warhammer... <laughs> yeah, Inquisitor. Yeah, it was, so I don't remember they, being on Game Pass. They, I, then I don't know how I would have played it, because I would have yeah. played that on Game Pass. I remember so, that. Yeah, see, I know things about Game Pass. So... <laughs> uh, there, there are there are story driven Warhammer games out there. Now, I, I I'll just put this out here for you, okay? Let's say all this game gave you was a general intro. You know, you know why you're there, and you kind of have a general idea of what you're doing. If they didn't put another cutscene in that entire game, would you have cared? The answer is, I'll answer it for you. The answer is no. So you can sit there and say, well, all the other Horde games don't put uh, cutscenes in there. Because don't, they don't need them. They don't need them. That's why. That's why they don't do it. Because since the game is very heavily based on kind of repetition, you're kind of doing the same things over and over again. There is no linear progression through a storyline. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. You and I played the other day. We finished a level, and I went into some random cutscene. Again, like you said, you suck. I don't like you. I got introduced to some new guy, and I was like, I don't, I don't know why any of that happened, why that existed. I don't know what I did in this level <laughs> to, deserve, to deserve this cutscene. It just happened, and it didn't need to. Why even spend your time on that? Don't do that. Spend more time on the other elements. And For I'm people like that. Warhammer, it wraps you more. Then into the go war play it. the other Warhammer games. There are other Warhammer games that are focused on that. That's not what this is. It's just not that game. So those elements feel incredibly weak because they're not needed they don't progress anything they're just there to be there i am correct. argument I'll, nope. I'll, I'll i will accept that i'll accept Thank that's a valid you. argument oh, gee <laughs> you're welcome aaron you're you're allowed to have opinions on this podcast <laughs> and keith you also agree with my opinion i presume i mean i i skipped all of the cutscenes. exactly because they were pointless you did you literally missed nothing I oh wait, I take that back. I didn't skip all of the cutscenes. I did watch the beginning one where yeah, they were like, Hey, you're bad and you're like, No, I'm not bad and then you yeah. saved everyone and they're like, We still hate you. Yeah. Go do more stuff. And then I skipped all of the other cutscenes. <laughs> yeah. You were, you were like, I'm already hearing that every day in my life. I don't need to hear that in this video game as well. I got it. You're like, Man, did my wife make a video game for me? <laughs> uh all right, but let's get to the gameplay then. So, uh, right off the bat, I just want to say, like I said, there's four classes. So, what class did you guys focus on? What did you guys pick? I was the Psyker, which I, I think was just the, the magic guy. I mean, I did magic yeah. stuff, so I assume he was the magic guy. But he was fun. I, I liked doing it. I got, uh, I got Chain Lightning, and that was pretty cool. I could just stun a bunch of people, and then you could come through and just kind of beat the crap out of everyone or everyone else on my team could. So that was kind of fun, but um, it, so the thing about this, like a lot of these, especially well, like deep lore, deep canon based games, Payday or Warhammer, 
you have people who play these games and they play these games they don't play other games they play this and then you have people who pick it up occasionally like myself and then they're doing all of these things and they're running around and you basically play alone when you're playing with random people that was kind of a little bit of my experience so it was fun playing with you because that's when i actually did get to use my magic spells and, and all that more usefully until my internet kicked me out yeah and then we got destroyed and oh did you i was gonna ask you you guys won that match then. we did not <laughs> i played the ogren so uh the big beefy boy which in my opinion is the only character that's worth playing i did not play any of the others um, but I can tell you for a fact, he is the best guy to play. Um, I named him Sparkle, which was a great name for oh, him. It fit name. his personality. <laughs> uh, it fit his backstory that I created that was really important to the RPG elements of the game. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, that's that's it. I played Ogren. Uh, and I did the Zealot, or Priest, depending on when you played this game. Uh, I named her Karen. Which was quite fitting because she was nonstop yelling about just everything. Always she, that, she had she had one volume tone. It was very loud all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was named Jafar, uh, and I was always complaining about something. So, I don't know. And your guy also just sounded insane, which I guess fits yeah, his profile. He's, he's like a weird, like mad scientist. Yeah, but my character was uh, playing as a zealot was a bit more of a support character. Which actually was a lot of fun. Aaron just apparently disagrees with this, but like as I said, you they revamped the classes, and there's the, essentially three skill trees you can go through, branching skill trees, and you can actually kind of intercept and kind of change course a little bit as you're like leveling up your character. Level thirty is the max level, and you can kind of pick and choose kind of how your role is. So me, I there's ways you can build where it could be more heavy focus on melee. I was like in between of area denial support and melee and i thought it was a ton of fun because i had this ability where i could stun all the enemies but it was also giving overshield to all my allies and i thought it was fun yeah as i said with the gameplay you know your typical 4v horde you are picking a map you have different objectives depending on the map which didn't feel too different some were like oh it's a recon you're gathering information and so when you go on the mission you may be placing your device like a device on a computer to get some intel sometimes you have a mission where you're trying to assassinate a target in which at the end of the level you're essentially fighting a boss you know there's some levels where you're sabotaging there's like i think seven different types of game modes you can do but they kind of felt the same but i didn't care i thought the actual gameplay was a ton of fun in a typical 4v horde kind of game mode, you know, there's obviously tons of enemies that are being thrown at you. But what's kind of, to me, what felt different about Darktide is I didn't feel like there was as many enemies. And it was more kind of focused and visceral as how the combat felt to me. I felt like I was more attacking packs of 15 maybe enemies and just the f combat was a bit more focused. And it wasn't just a wall of bodies that you're just throwing bullets at and killing everyone. Yeah, I I would agree on the the gameplay. I'm I'm sorry, Keith. You 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 go ahead. Well, so I don't, I don't know. I I guess where I don't fully disagree is that yeah, it's not just massive hordes at all times, but it was constant, and I think that was where it didn't feel like it mattered what style of level I was playing, and and you kind of said it, but it like 
you have these different modes and none of them really felt like it mattered. So I, I almost would have preferred, and I, and I keep doing this on, on these games and you know, where I'm going is Exo primal, just make it that make <laughs> it where I'm just running forward, go to this point that my objective is to kill X amount of enemies and don't try to sugarcoat it with some weird thing to make it seem different. Just make it me mashing through enemies because i do agree with you i think the overall combat is pretty fun i i liked the hack and slash feel to it and it felt like you actually were doing like you could you could kind of target your damage um we can well not to skip into graphics yet but like there is ways that it felt like if you attack the arms you would chop off their arms their head all these different things i liked that aspect of the combat but i the overall loop of it just felt like mashing through enemies yeah I, I would say the combat is is the bread and butter here in my opinion that is where you're going to have the most fun with it having a massive horde of people to kind of chop through is fun i know that's kind of counter what andrew's saying but that is that is ultimately what this thing is and it should be in this type of game and it should be because the uh, the objectives are not it that's not where the fun's at. I think in all the time that I played, I think the other day, Andrew, when you and I played, that one where you bring out the little walkie-talkie to go tag the things around the map, that yeah. was probably the most diverse thing that I did in all of it. Because so much of it is walk to this location, and like you said plug this thing into a computer, but you don't really have to do a ton with it. Well, I guess the one where we had to collect the, like the fuel cells was pretty Yeah. There's too. still some things that are slight different. Yeah. Collect a thing and put it in, but, but a lot of times you, you are generally waiting in an area and defending yes, that area. That, that was, that was it. Like I did find that one with the little walkie talkie things a little bit more fun. Um, just because you guys were all, all fighting as I'm running around with this little beeper. Just yeah. running around the room <laughs> trying to find the thing. I was to trying find. to defend you. Yeah, no, it was. So there were there were certain elements like that that was fun, but at the end of the day, that's not what I really care about. And what I care about is, I I see, and maybe this is again, this is different because you come from a different background in these types of games. I just don't play these a whole lot. So when I got into this, and when you get that first feeling of doing one of those wide arcing like wax. Where you just end up hitting like yeah. seven people at one, you're like, I, okay, I can do this a hundred times. Like, I, <laughs> that's it. Fun. Kind of feels like Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, you know. So just keep sending hordes. Where you say, I'm kind of glad they didn't send that many. Me, I'm like, nah, just, just if I, if just stick me in front of a door and just keep sending them, I'll just keep pounding them in the face, and that's fun. And well, um, hold on, I'm not, I'm not saying they didn't send a lot of numbers at you. Like I've played a lot, like Back for Blood. I played World War Z. I played the other game that's like this, Vermintide. And you're usually looking at like hundreds of enemies on the screen. And in this one, I felt like it's obviously a lot more corridors. So there's ways to like set up choke points and just kind of focus on a small number of people and work on it. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. But to me, that's, that, that is the bread and butter of this game. It just is. It's, it's yeah. mostly melee. You obviously all do have weapons, but ammo's somewhat limited. You are yeah. kind of you guys are kind of fighting over ammo. 
Um, but it is majority of that is built on kind of melee combat. And it, I think it feels good. I think it feels pretty weighty. It, and that to me was, it was, it was one of the few things that I would say was really, really good about the game. There's a lot of things to me that are pretty average about this game and I still think it's good, but that to me was the better of the elements. So you described it right there to me, like the melee felt weighty and I Mm. loved it. This game, some one of my favorite weapons was the Eviscerator Sword, which it's the typical iconic sword. If you know anything about Warhammer 40k, it's the Chainsaw Sword, and it's actually one of like one of my favorite weapons in a video game. I was having so much fun with it. Just the sound effects of the chainsaw going ring and it just chopping people in half. I was like smiling. I I still I've just been using that weapon for so many games, and it just doesn't get old. I could just keep chainsawing hordes down, and it's just so fun. I think the combat in this game is just a ton of fun. Because even too, when it comes to the guns, as you said, the guns, you kind of got to be a little sparing with because of the ammo. The guns are quite diverse to actually being like a ballistic gun. You know, it has heavy recoil, but does more damage. You have laser guns that are a bit more accurate, but, you know, don't pack as much of a punch. Flamethrowers, you got shotguns, you got you got a whole gambit of weapons. There's a ton of weapons in this game. There, every time you're leveling up, it's like, oh, you can use this weapon now. You can use this weapon now. See, I loved it. There are, but that that brings me to a gripe that I had. The gun names. It's all MK Roman numeral auto gun. MK Roman numeral auto gun. And just like a bunch of different things like that. And you have to then remember, okay, is this one the one that's got a wicked recoil and kind of isn't great for a long range? Or like what? Give me better gun names. Give me something that's not basically the same gun name over and over again and make me remember what I'm picking. <laughs> I, I, that, that is a nuisance, and I and I didn't care for that. I, I do agree with you there a little bit, Keith. I can kind of tell by the picture of the gun that I'm like, okay, I kind of know what I'm getting into. But I see where you're coming from. Yeah, that kind of brings me... I'm, I'm glad that we are transitioning into the guns because this is another element of the RPG side of this that I uh, do not care about with this game. Um, I just did not feel like upgrading your weapon. I, I I did not notice an impact on almost any upgrade I had in this game. Uh, I disagree with that. I And maybe, honestly, it might be an Ogryn issue. It might be just the fact that the Ogryn was just big beefy boy, so he's not big damage boy. Um, and that's <laughs> that's the problem, but... I'm looking through the skill tree and I'm like, eh, none of these things seem like they're really moving the needle. And I reset it and then tried a different route to see if that would do something. And I really didn't. Every time I got new weapons, I felt like I was hitting people about the same amount of times as I was before. I think you, you when I was playing with you, Andrew, I had that one grenade launcher, which yep. was cool, but uh, it only really like insta-killed someone on direct hit. It had some splash damage, but it knocked people down mostly. But I just felt like I was hitting about the same no matter what I was using. So I was switching up the weapons almost every time, and I would upgrade it to whatever the purple rank was on it. And um, that test didn't feel like it did much of an impact. So I, if I, I, I would say I wouldn't know what I was building for. I had no clue what I was building for because I didn't know what oh, was going to make a difference. You look up YouTube videos to look up builds? <laughs> I didn't feel like I needed to. Because here's another thing that we all experience different things here. 
I've, I'd, I say I probably played somewhere between five or six games with just randoms. I have not lost a single round in this game. You guys have all had bad experiences. You guys have lost yes. a lot. <laughs> uh, I haven't. I, I, I never. And maybe it was because it's important to have an ogre on your team. Just having the big beefy boy is what is the difference maker. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just really good at this. And I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm secretly calling myself out for how good I am. Um, but I, I never died. Or, or I got captured once in the game that you and I played because of the, the demon host. Um, yeah. But you can't like do anything about that. You're going to get killed by the, the demon host. Well, no, you that can't was the kill the time. demon host. The demon host is like the witch in Left 4 Dead, which I thought was a really cool ad. Because if you've played Left 4 Dead, you know, there's a character called the uh, witch, which is this female that is crying and you can hear her coming from a distance. And if your team is smart, you will try to avoid her because she will wreck your entire party. And so in this game, it's the demon host, which is essentially works very similar to the demon host. I mean, the witch. You hear someone kind of whispering and you see someone crouched, just ignore them. Because if you anger them, they will wreck your day. But um, this is actually the thing I, I did want to bring up since you brought up that, you know, you're so good at this game, Aaron. Um, Javier in the Discord asks, you know, how does this compare to Deep Rock Galactic? And that is something I do kind of want to bring up is, you know, Deep Rock Collective is another 4v Horde game. To me, that was a game that was so essential to having friends with because that is so focused on objective. I felt like with Warhammer Dark Tide, I, I still enjoyed playing single player because I still felt like you could just kind of kill people and kind of do the game overall relatively well. Eventually, you got to do objectives. Like Aaron was saying, when you had to do the walkie-talkie, you know, if you are not doing the objective, enemies are just constantly in a stream coming at you, and eventually you will get whittled down and die. So it's very important that you do play the objective. But I felt like there was only like two instances every time you're playing a level where you really have to focus on objective. But I always felt like that was kind of a thing that separates you from winning or losing is if you just have people who just aren't paying attention. I don't know why. I always had this bad luck with random people that just didn't look at their health. I am constantly pinging a health station. And they're running around with 25 health. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, do you not know what a health bar is? And it's just, it was this weird thing where I'm just like, why am I getting these people that just don't look at their health bar? And then sure enough, they turn a corner and just go down. It's just like, okay, whatever, dummy. But I don't know, just playing with you, Aaron, I guess you, I think you were just legitimately lucky. Just, you just had people that would heal. <laughs> like, that's all you need. Just heal. <laughs> I, I do want to say in fairness, there is... Uh, this is a good-looking game. I wouldn't say this is an ugly game. For the brown and kind of just grayish hues on everything, it is still a like well-designed game where some areas, if you're really looking at it, the corridors can feel very samey, but some of the stuff going on in the backgrounds is actually quite beautiful. But that also kind of affects, especially when it comes to the health. When you were dropping health, it just looks like green smoke mixed in with a lot of like brown smoke so it wasn't always <laughs> obvious that stand here for health so i will give a little bit of fairness like when somebody was dropping those unless i was distinctly looking for that green smoke i would sometimes just walk by it and it i would ping it and your character goes healing station or healing pack here yeah i don't i'm not always listening for that um <laughs> but but I, I, that's in defense of the idiots out there. In the defense of all those idiots out there, it just the green smoke wasn't 
Well, very and, obvious. And, and I'm and I'm actually with you on the on the green smoke because the it was probably took me a game or two before I realized that that I think I actually dropped one and that's when I realized what it was because otherwise I was like, oh, that's something an enemy dropped and it's probably a poison cloud because traditionally <laughs> green smoke in an area in video games means stay away it doesn't typically mean hey come stand here to to have good things happen for you so my gut instinct was to move away from it until i i knew what it was so i i give you that aaron i will say the medical stations though uh, there's no real excuse for that the the best i can come up with is people thought they were being efficient because it's a full heal no matter what like oh i don't want to do it when it's just one mini bar of health and that's not as effective if I'm, you know, have one bad breath away from dying and then I'll heal because then I'm getting the max use. Like that's good, great and grand, except for, you know, you, you turn a corner and there's a horde of 15 things coming at you. So not the time to be running around with low health. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll say this. I think I think if there is another shot that maybe <clears throat> needs to go at this game, it's a bad tutorial. And it does force you... And here's why. How many of these elements so far that we have discussed at this point show up in the tutorial? And most importantly, I think you even pointed to it, Andrew, most importantly are the instances in that map where you need to do something to progress or a constant stream of guys are going to be coming at you. It's not immediately obvious like, when we got into that one room when I was using the little walkie-talkie thing, I had no clue what I was doing or how I... Like, if I didn't have you, I don't know if I would have completed that. Because I had never seen that before. I had never run into it. It was not in a tutorial. So I can totally understand why some people are going into these matches. Because the tutorial in this game was kind of basic combat, for the most part. And some just basic mechanics. But when you get into those maps, you need more than that. Like you actually, there's there's a lot of just horde killing, but then you go into these instances which were not immediately obvious. Like they do have it highlighted to some degree, but it's not immediately obviously. Okay, well once I do this, what am I doing next? What where do I what should I be looking for here? So I agree with you there. It didn't the tutorial yeah did not explain any of the objectives with you. But as I said, there really isn't too many. Like, there's a couple little mini games, such as the walkie-talkie that you're saying that you do, but, like, it's very minimal. There's, like, very little. So, the, yes, I do agree. The game is kind of expecting and hoping that you're playing with somebody who knows what they're doing and kind of can guide you along a little bit. But I will say, I thought the tutorial was way better than this. You you weren't with our Payday 3 episode, but the, like, tutorial yeah. on Payday 3 was, like, beyond bare minimum because yeah. even that barely told you the combat. At least in Warhammer Darktide, there is a lot of nuances with the combat, and that's what I loved about this game. Because as we said, you know, this game is definitely like it's focusing on its combat. Like the combat is fun, so that's where the tutorial was focused on. And the fact that you have these dodges, explaining your toughness, your health, and like how to do blocks and how to push people, understanding balancing of your stamina. Like there's these little nuances with your combat that it that it plays with the gameplay. So it makes sense that the tutorial focused on that and not this little mini game that you're doing on the side objective. But I do agree. It is, it is kind of odd that they don't explain a little more about what you're doing on a map. Well, I, I didn't do it, but 
like payday there. What the tutorial? No, I did the tutorial. But oh. that there, yeah, it forces you to do that. It it won't let you out of it. But there's like a more advanced tutorial you can go into after the initial combat training. It does like you can go back to that area for more. And but I think that was just for <clears throat> focusing on combat, though. It does. I did it. Yeah. Okay. Well, then never mind. And I'd... and and, uh, uh, and again, I, you can make the argument that you just have to be a real dummy to not kind of figure these things out. But <laughs> here's you gotta be really stupid. Here's the issue: is when you come into these environments where, like, okay, you have to do something to get out of this room. It's yeah. not about just killing the horde. You have to do this thing. The problem is is you don't really have any time to think about it because you're being attacked constantly. So even in that instance, I'm going to keep bringing up this stinking walkie-talkie. Anytime <laughs> I brought up the walkie-talkie, I could not fight. I'm, I'm looking at this walkie-talkie. So if Yeah, I so you need an escort, so I try all to I'm escort seeing, you. All I'm seeing on this little screen when I bring up is some random circles. That's it. Oh, That's yeah, my information. I, I, I see I circles and I'm being attacked. And, it, and so it's like, if, if I, if, again, if I didn't have you say, oh, you have to find those circles, you have to find it, and then you got to scan it. And I was like, oh, okay, so I'm just going around. And again, I'm being, I'm being attacked. So you can see why there was, you don't even have time. Like I, if, if, I, was, if I wasn't being attacked, yeah, I could probably figure that out. I could probably look at it and go, oh, okay, yeah, I got to go over here. It's a constant hordes coming at you. So it's like. I, I can totally understand why people are would fail at this game. It, it totally makes sense why that would be the case. But I got very lucky. I got very lucky, and I never got put into an environment that we, we couldn't figure out. But Who, who was it I played with? That uh, and Then the other thing, too, with the Grimoires, the side objectives. Yeah, that was me. Who was it that destroyed it? Oh, that was you. So I <laughs> You're like, oh, I got this thing, and then you broke it. <laughs> I, I, like, don't, well, I guess we're not doing that I don't know why it let you. Why would it let me break it? I don't know. Why was that? I never picked one oh, up. You know what I think it was? Okay, so um, Anders, according to you, you said there's two grimoires and every map. So it brings a Not negative. Of, I think it does. I think it always tells you as a side thing. It's a zero. Yeah, it'll grimoires. tell you. Yeah, depending on your mission, you'll sometimes have a side objective to either find scriptures or find two grimoires. Got it. So as you said, this, this gives some type of negative effect. Yeah. But you it get more payout people. at the end. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. I picked it up, and you know what it does? It takes the slot of if you have a health pack or if you have an ammo crate. Yeah. So I think that's why you can destroy it. So I pulled it out, like, what is this thing? And you told me, oh, it's a Grimoire. You want to save it? You want to? And I hit A, and I crushed it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I probably didn't want to do that. <laughs> I just immediately well, no. just, But I th I'm guessing you can do that just because either you don't want the negative effect or a, you want to pick up. A health or ammo crate. That was well, no, that's if you, what I. If you're picking up a health or ammo crate, you can trade it. So you could drop the grimoire. That's and then true. Pick up the then I have no more. clue why it allows you to break it. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. I was just like, oh, okay, cool, smash. Uh, never mind, I broke it. <laughs> so we didn't get it. Uh, um, but Aaron, as you you mentioned earlier, and I, I gotta agree with you. Like this game, you know, it's it's actually graphically. I I absolutely loved how this game looked. And I think that's also why I enjoyed the cutscenes. I thought the cutscenes were actually cool looking. I wish they had more action in them, but I thought they were generally really cool looking. If you know Warhammer, like this game is like a picture perfect, like depiction of Warhammer. 
which is also kind of sad and dreary. As we said, there's no vegetation anywhere. But no I trees. loved I loved the graphics. I thought this game, it just added to the visceral nature of this game. When you're slicing through hordes, you're literally seeing kind of spurts of like brown rotted blood that are filled with like maggots. You know, your, people's armor, you're chopping limbs off and stuff like that. The graphics in this game, I think, are absolutely top notch. Yeah, I, I think I think overall it's I don't know. Like I agree, and I had said it earlier when you're when you're hacking and slashing your way through, whether it's you know an axe or a uh, what's it called chainsaw, sword, whatever it may be, the the actual melee is probably the most fun of the combat, and I think the rest of it's fine. The guns are cool, but it the it's because of the fact that it adds to the visual nature of the game it's not just about the combat being more or less fun it's about adding to the visual so i i do agree with that but i think overall yeah it's i just struggle to get past the overall blah of the colors i think that, yeah that, that, i agree you know, Aaron that, pointed out there's there's someone with maybe not vistas but there's just some views in the background you're in these you know big open areas that are, are kind of cool visually but the color scheme of everything i'm just like mm, it, nothing felt interesting yeah i i'm a i'm a fan of just being very specific so i in three different elements that i think just visually kind of stick out as as very striking is uh your hub your hub area is actually really cool, especially at the area yeah. where you're kind of going to select your missions. If you take some time to kind of just look around you there, it's actually very, like, there's a lot of artistry that went into that. It actually looks really great. Um, there are certain maps in particular. I couldn't name a single map in this game. I don't think anybody could. <laughs> Same. But there are certain maps that you get into, and especially when you're kind of entering into the buildings. Again, if you kind of look into the background and see it, you're like, man, there was... There was a lot of detail put into this. And much like Keith said, uh, I think the elements of when you're smashing people in the face with big blunt <laughs> objects, that should look and feel pretty good. And I think they've they've done an excellent job with that as well. But it's very easy. I think you can critique. I think some of the weapon design is blandish. I mean, especially some of the guns in particular. And mind you, the Ogren, I understand, probably didn't have a whole lot of cool things happening there. But that stuff looks at... And then you can make an argument that you could play every single one of those maps. And if you took a snapshot in some of those corridors, <clears throat> you you would never be able to tell the difference in them. They are the yeah. same exact corridors. And you do. You spend a lot of time in those corridors. Those don't look awesome. So there's very specific elements where I think the graphics really shine through. Um and yeah, there's. I'm I'm not even gonna take shots at the color palette. That's what the color palette is for Warhammer. It so is, it's, yeah. It's, to me, it's totally on brand. So I can't be like, there wasn't enough neon in there. Yeah, there was never going to be neon because that's not Warhammer. So um, where's the pinks? <laughs> but yeah, when you're looking at just kind of cathedral-esque looking buildings, yeah, gothic and hulking kind of looking characters and stuff like that, this nails it across the board. They they do a really good job on that that part of it. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in the character creation because uh, I was waiting for Keith to create some sort of monstrosity. But, like, the character they creation all are. Just kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Bit. Yeah, people in general are not they very just naturally are. I was pretty excited <laughs> for it when I first got into it because the, the kind of default character he gave me, I went, ugh. 
just kind of looking at it and I was like, okay, I could probably make this worse. And I really couldn't. So I kind of just ended up with what I had, but it was, it was all right. Yeah. But I 100% agree with you though, Aaron, like a lot of the quarters, yeah, do feel the same, but there was a lot of vistas and stuff that looked awesome. Like I, one thing that was always kind of weird to me, there was one map where as soon as you start, it's like raining and you're kind of in the slums, but I look up and there's a ceiling above you. So it's like, where's this rain coming from? Mm. But uh, I, I just loved it, That's kind of what I think it was. <laughs> but like the characters didn't say kind of of it. But um, yeah, overall, I thought just graphically, like I enjoyed the environments a lot. But yeah, you know, you are kind of killing a lot of just mindless hordes. But I will say a lot of the enemies, there was a good amount of character models. Uh, when it got to the human-esque characters that weren't like zombies, they kind of were kind of copied and pasted a very looking kind of like nomadic sand people. Like they all kind of looked kind of similar, but as far as the zombies went, I felt like there was actually a varied amount of different character models, which was nice. But yeah, I, I agree. I think the details in just all the little environments actually looked really, really awesome. Um, but yeah, as you're saying though, as far as like gun design stuff goes, it is a little bit bland. And I think unfortunately that is due to the microtransactions. There's of course microtransactions in this game. You can buy, premium currency and there's a premium currency shop where you can buy cosmetics of course they are very cool looking but you gotta fork over some cash which is really irritating but whatever this game is on game pass but it always irritates me when you're paying a full price game and there's these weird stupid microtransactions of premium currencies and stuff like that this doesn't this doesn't retail for 70 bucks if i if i remember correctly i i'm i'm pretty sure this was like a Forty or fifty dollar purchase. You might be right. Outside of obviously, this is Game Pass focused, so it is not costing you that much to play it. But from my understanding, I don't. I don't think this game was a, a full seventy dollar experience. You are correct. Uh, according to Steam, yet as a forty dollar game. Yeah, and so in that case, if you weren't on Game Pass, would you pay forty dollars for this and care about the microtransactions? I'd say no. I'd say that's a good trade off. Yeah, yeah I, I guess would, you're right. I still probably wouldn't pay $40 for it personally, but if I was looking to buy it and $40 was my price tag, yeah, I wouldn't feel as bad about some, some costs on microtransactions. I, and that, that's kind of always been my thought, and my thought is I'm, I'm cool with microtransactions generally. I'm so numb to them now because it's just been, I mean, how many years of gaming have we had to deal with microtransactions to some degree? So I'm numb to them. They're just They're there. I don't really care about them all that much. Um, I'm way more forgiving of it. If you're going to load your game up with a bunch of microtransactions, either be free or be cheap. And uh, fine, I you know, I would agree with you, Keith. Like, this isn't the type of game that I normally gravitate towards, as I've already established. I don't play these types of games very often. Assuming I did, $40 feels like an absolute steal, though. $40 yeah. feels like a steal for... Because there's a lot of levels here. There's like, there's not... Yeah. Like, there's a ton of, of missions to play. Um, and it feel, felt like a pretty decent amount of progression to go through as well. So, it, to me, $40 feels like an absolute steal if you were having to pay for this on PC or something like that. See, that's one thing I love about this podcast. See, I love these types of games, and uh, I can force my friends to actually play with me by doing this podcast. <laughs> hey, you want to do a Dark Tide episode with me? Come play with me. But now that this now we're recording this episode, I have no one to play with again. So, back to square one. 
But I, I do agree with you, Aaron, though. And surprisingly, there's no battle pass either. I feel like that's another typical gaming norm of here's a battle pass, but no. Yeah, I, I know you really didn't hit on it much here to start, but so far, uh, Dark Tides had a rough, rough go of things to kind of start oh, out. Oh, very so, bad launch. So yeah. this was supposed to launch on Game Pass like a year ago. Uh, that's when this yeah, game officially about. launched. And they couldn't get it working, I think, on, on Xbox at all at the time. But it launched in a pretty bad state. Like, there was a... They, they've re, we don't even know this because we've only played it on Game Pass. But as you pointed out, there were characters that had to be completely... Every character got completely redone. Yep. So all their skills and everything had to be completely redone. There were, like, shops that didn't work... There was like basically no systems for um, kind of crafting, uh, which which we all got to experience, but that stuff was not there to begin with. So what we're experiencing now is not what everyone's been experiencing for the last year. If you've been playing this on that's crazy on PC, but yeah, it came out November thirtieth. Yeah, it is almost been a year. Wow. I remember when it launched. I was very excited for it. It yeah. was it, it looked great, so I was very excited to play it. And it launched on PC and everyone was like, uh oh. And then it never <laughs> it didn't launch on Game Pass and there was kind of like this like, oh yeah, it's coming soon. So I was like, All right, fine, I'll wait a month. Uh, yeah, I think it, it was it, on Game Pass PC. I think it, it might did launch yeah. on Game Pass PC. Yeah, I just know in general it made it onto PC. Yeah. It just didn't make it to the actual Xbox here until just a couple weeks ago. Uh all right, but uh as far as the audio goes, though, to me, the audio was a bit of a mixed bag. You know, this is a game you really kind of need to wear a headset for because, you know, you're hearing the sound effects when a horde is incoming. You know, it kind of gives an audio cue. Music starts to pick up. You hear some shouting in the background. Then, of course, there's some specialty enemies that you fight that you really need to listen to because they will focus in like one of your allies and they will take them down. Like I said, you know, there's the demon host where you hear someone whispering. You need to make sure you're listening for that because you don't want to end up bumping into that and kind of screwing your party over. You know, you need to watch out for the hounds because it pins down your teammate and they will dive unless you save them. So you really need to listen to audio in this game. And the audio can be really good. I thought sometimes the music kicking in with some nice, you know, good loud butt rock. I enjoyed it. I thought it was actually fit the vibe very well. But the banter got very tiring, you know. At first, I was like, hey, this is kind of funny. You know, it's filling in some lore. As I said, my character was the zealot. She's just constantly yelling. And so, like, I got kind of sick of my character because people would ask her a question and she's just like, yes, of course, let's do this. And just constantly yelling. And I'm like, please, can this woman just shut up? And, and then, too, like, a lot of the people are talking about if you do not know Warhammer lore, I 90% of their, what they're talking about is complete gibberish. It is just like... The Inquisitor is is fighting the heresy that is going around and spreading sin. And it's just like, what are you talking about? But if you don't know Warhammer, you don't know what they're talking about. So it is kind of out all over the place. So that being said, like I said, audio, it had its highs and it had its lows. There's also a lot of repeating audio, too, which has got a, a bit annoying. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think really about the only thing I really truly thought was cool about the audio was again some of the hack and slashing, and like the sounds that it made as you're you're going through that. I didn't personally have your little chainsaw weapon, but being around it, like it was it was cool to watch and all that. Otherwise, 
the audio was kind of funny for the first few times I heard the lines, but then I got a little yeah. tired of that and the music was it, it was fitting. It it did fit the vibe, but really could have could have done without it. Would have been fine. Um Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's about it for audio. I felt like you said a whole lot of nothing there, Keith. I really did. <laughs> but but I heard sounds <laughs> Some guns, the boom. But that's shooting. That's, I mean, that's kind of how I can summarize it. Nothing that was really all that special other than I liked the melee sounds. All right. Well, I'm, I'm a fan of specifics, as I've stated earlier, so I will get specific. Uh, if I have to hear that freaking mutant yelling through the, the halls, mutant. and he hits me every time. Every uh, time, the I, mutant he, literally, he will go out of his way to avoid all of my teammates just to smash me in the face. Uh, so you can hear him stomping and yelling, and the spatial audio was pretty great. I could hear when he was coming up behind me, yep. and I, I could kind of pick out that's that's the hallway or staircase this guy is yelling at right now to come hit me in the face. I could literally pile up behind my team, and he will just push them out of the way. He can smash me. I don't know why. I wonder, he did not like me. Maybe because you were the ogren, and, and it just kind of targets the big guy first. Feels intimidated if, by if you. If that's the case, yeah, that feels a little messed up. Because, you know, if he was smart, he should go for the little scrawny little dude. Smash them, not me. But uh, those audio cues were great. And every time I heard it, I was like, all right, here he comes. He's coming for me, guys. Like, you know, I'm, I, I'm just letting everybody know. Uh, yes, sound, sound was, sound was great. I, I, I do want to push back though. You kind of just dismiss this music as butt rock. Andrew, you know what this music was, especially in those, like, where you had to do a mission. So it kind of like locks you down and it starts throwing hordes at you. In a lot of ways, it reminded me of the Doom soundtrack. Now the Doom yeah, soundtrack yeah. is like is is top tier. So let's just say yeah. that's like that's like the gold standard. This was under it considerably, but you could tell that was the vibe they really wanted to get this oh, yeah. to. Oh yeah, yeah. And and they're working on a little bit of a smaller budget than what Bethesda has out here. So some of those songs, like you know, if you're really listening to, it, you're like, man, this is trying. This is trying to hit. Like this yeah. wants. This wants to kind of smash you a little bit there. And I was like, you know what? They, they could have phoned this in, but it actually sounds like they put some some care and attention into it. So I would actually push back a little bit. I don't want to just dismiss it as, oh, it's butt rock. I actually think they were <laughs> trying to hit for something a little bit higher there. And, and I'm not saying it's Doom. It's not Doom Eternal. That was top tier, gold standard. Everybody would strive to be that. But I don't think it's that far behind um, at, at some point. So... Uh, I would push back on that. I actually think that that it, it does some, have some highs there that are worth listening to. All right. I don't think you're wrong. I, I, just, I don't know. It just didn't do much <laughs> for me. That's all. I, I will, generally speaking, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just kind of how I focus on things. The score of a game usually fades into the back for me. Yeah. So it kind of takes a lot for when it, like, really is elevated and I start to notice it. And through most of that, I'm not noticing the score, but there were moments where it stood out and it, and I was like, Oh, okay. I can kind of see what they're trying to hit here. And it's, you know, an elevated moment. They're trying to pump it up. And I, okay. It's, it's, it, it was working. 
Um, but I mean, the I, rest I, of it, I, I, I I'm kind of, yeah. I'm, I'm phoning out. But um, <laughs> yes, I know because that's what I am. I convince. And whatever well, stance you have, I push you away from. You said butt rock. I say I reject I, that. I was you more describing now. the in-between spaces. As you're saying, when you get to objectives and stuff, it does elevate and it does kick in. But there is a lot of moments when, uh, when the horde is coming. There's this generally generic track that is played when a horde in just like a random event is happening that's just kind of relatively generic. For that's more for, what I was describing. So for the record. I apologize. For the record, no. butt rock is like Creed. Oh, did you hear I, with arms wide open in there? Is that what you were I listening wish. to in there? Could you imagine? <laughs> you're fighting the horse with a chainsaw sword with arms wide open. <laughs> yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get a DMCA strike on this. Creed is going to be coming. They want a royalty off of that right there. No, I said two words. You're supposed to change. You're supposed to change one of the lyrics there like, I don't know, with fingers wide open or something like that. <laughs> with arms said, partially I, open. I would have said with legs wide open, but that didn't. That's not. <laughs> that's not gonna work. That's that's a completely different vibe. We're going that's a different. Here. That's a different thing. Oh, that. <laughs> that one gets edited out. That's that's above our PG thirteen rating. <laughs> I uh, what? That's PG thirteen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what ratings are. Uh, all right, but uh, as far as achievements go, the achievements this this game is definitely not for achievement hunters. Uh, for playtime, it's funny on uh, time to beat. You're looking between 28 hours and 177 hours. So yeah, if you're really looking to kind of do a lot of the achievements in this game, it's gonna be a long, difficult battle to get to get all the achievements. You know, because there is an achievement to literally level each of the class to level 30 to maximum the level. So definitely don't recommend it for achievement hunters. But as far as achievements go, they were just, they were fine. Uh, There's a couple where you actually kind of had a focus on to get the actual achievement. But I, I, I don't know. To me, the, the achievements were particularly kind of unforgettable forgettable because nothing was very fun about them. Yeah, I think I got like uh, three, maybe. We don't, we don't have this I information tell you one. in here. I couldn't I even tell you what I got. I know that some of them are class specific, and I only played one. Class, yes, so there's there's like about really three for each class. But yeah, I didn't look up our gamer score, so I probably did the best. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> but anyway, let's get to our final thoughts here. Uh, is there anything? Oh, actually, before we do that, uh, so Aaron, you did mention that this game started off in a very rough state. So I do kind of want to go back and ask you guys. You know, this game's been out for about a year. What bugs did you guys ended up? <laughs> interacting with because i know keith had a uh, particular funny one so i don't know what was that thing we were fighting the big the big ugly slug thing it was called the spawn of hergel yeah it was something like that well yeah either way there was that one and so i knew that it, it could eat you because you had gotten eaten and it runs around and throws you out and and so then it ate me and lo and behold it spit me out but it spit me out inside of a wall so i just i got to sit there inside of it was like a like a pillar i think too yeah uh, i could see everything that was going wrong around me but i i couldn't partake couldn't be part of the fun so i just had to quit <laughs> lose all of my progress and well i think we ended up losing anyways but yeah i got even less experience we had real bad teammates that round yeah so i got losing experience in a shortened time frame because i had to quit and rejoin so that was cool i don't think i had a single bug 
I don't. I can't recall one. I I had an audio bug that drove me real insane. Uh, we fought a demon host and we lost it. Uh, my we had one teammate that lived and he just ran away and was able to get us all back. But the rest of the round, I just kept hearing whispering of just like these people talking and it was driving me bonkers. Oh, that got real annoying. It's like, of course me, I'm going to have the one that has the audio bug. The one who gets annoyed by audio sounds and I get an audio bug. Um, but yeah, play with Keith. Yeah, we had that one. Oh, there was another time. I don't know if it was a bug or just my teammates were so bad, but there was one mission where you had to go through ventilating shafts. And when you hit a switch, it would close the shafts. So I had two teammates that didn't exit the shaft and they were stuck in there. And then of course them being dummies, they kept fighting enemies in there and they just wouldn't die and just have us respawn them and like, like save them later on. So me and the one other person that got out of the shaft eventually died. So the two remaining survivors were stuck in a shaft and we were just staring at them the entire time. And it was just like, okay, this is, this is awful. Typical me, I, just I, I just never had I never had any of these. <laughs> like my teammates were all pretty competent. I think there was only one time where one guy just kind of sprinted through the map, but even then we made it through fine. Like we survived. It's just crazy you had this many issues. I'm, I yeah. am curious, and like not even in a judgmental way, obviously, but for, like what difficulty were you playing on? Because I know at least, and I I think I just played on whatever the default was, the few that I was playing by myself, but I know with Andrew, you played with, you put it on like slightly higher difficulties when I, you yeah, were playing. Yeah, so there's essentially five difficulties. Um, of course, they're names like Some Malice, Heresy, like they're kind of weird names. So for simplicity's sake, let's just say like easy, like very easy, easy, normal, hard, very hard. I played on like easy. So like level two of five. So as soon as I started the game, cause usually when it comes to a four V horde game mode, you usually have the option to like up the difficulty a little bit. You get better rewards. And usually when you up the difficulty, it's just like, Hey, you're just going to be semi-competent Do the objectives. You'll be fine. So I tried doing that. And I think that's where I struggled is cause I, I kept getting rooms with people that were like level one and two clearly didn't know the game, didn't know what they were doing, but they were up in the difficulty as well. And they just weren't doing the objective and I was just getting awful teammates. So I went down to the level one difficulty, the very easy. And that's when I finally started to win. But I was hoping too, like usually because when you can up the difficulty, you can kind of weed out the newbies. You know, people who really don't know what they're doing. They're not going to try risking a higher difficulty. But nope, apparently in this game, I was getting the real newbies that were trying to do a harder difficulty. And I was paying for it. I don't... That's the funny thing about this, though, is I, I didn't, the game was never challenging. I put it on two as well. <clears throat> That's what I put it on. Um, so no, I wasn't on very easy, I guess. I was on whatever two is. Yeah. Uh, I never thought the game was difficult. And I would think if you were going to lose, the only way we were going to lose is if people didn't understand the objective that we were doing at that time. Um, but good thing it had a really good, robust tutorial to tell you what to do in those <laughs> objectives. Um, and I'm not saying that with sarcasm, obviously. So right. that's the problem, right? You say you're, you're with level ones. The game's not hard. So what are those level ones? Why would those level ones not know what to do? I see. Th I think that's know. kind of the weird thing about it. And 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This is probably a late thing for gameplay, but I don't, I don't know that I ever felt like the game was hard. Even when I was losing, it wasn't like I was like, oh, this is so hard. It was just you you just slowly get whittled down because, I don't know, we've talked about it before. Like, yeah. It's just it's so constant. There's never a point where you <clears> kind of have good break points, and so it it just – if if you didn't get through the level quick enough, then you ultimately just weren't going to win. Or you'd run into one big beefy boss that would, you know, might just wreck your team quick enough that you don't recover. And and those were the kind of the two reasons I would fail, but never like, Oh man, that was impossible. It was just bad luck. Mostly. All right. Uh, Aaron, Mr. Critical, why don't you uh, start off? Why don't you give us your final review of Warhammer? Yeah. Cause then I can just go what he said. Yeah. I know. <laughs> All right. Warhammer is a fun experience, much like it has been mentioned here. The more friends you've got, up to four, uh, the more fun you're going to have. Obviously, going in solo is not going to be your best experience there. It's a pretty good-looking game if you don't mind looking at boring colors. The uh, smashing part of this game is a lot of fun. I would say the RPG elements are still lacking and probably still need a lot of work there. Um, But... It's easy playing. It, it really is kind of a sit back and relax. Oh, another small critique we didn't really mention here. Uh, I don't love that each map takes like 30 minutes. Uh, uh, this, this feels uh, feels like maps should be 15. It just feels like that would be a nice little sweet spot for it. All in all, I'm going to give this in... I'm going to give this... I don't know if I want to put this up into like the whole... Eight territory. I, I kind of want to go a little bit lower than that. Still good. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's like a like a seventy nine or seven point nine. However you guys want to rate it. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget. You guys do it. You guys do it on a scale of hundred. We do hundred. Yeah. We're 100, All right. So seventy nine. I'm giving it a seventy nine. Yeah. I, so as far as as Dark Tide goes, I, I I guess it's really the only Warhammer game I've ever played. I, I want to say I might have picked up an hour or so of Vermintide, which if it's anything like this, an hour, slightly more than an introduction to the game, you've, you've probably played like one round of it. Um, but I think, I think overall the gameplay I find to be fun enough that if I were consistently playing it with four friends and I like kind of like Aaron had mentioned that I would I would come back to it more frequently and it's not even that having random players or random random teammates was that much of a drag because if people leave it fills it with bots and then ultimately we'll fill it in with human players so it can still balance itself out and work and and be totally fine even if you just want to pick it up solo but for me it just didn't have enough to it that i want to i want to come back to it um and I, I i yeah we completely glossed over it but i think the the mission length is such a huge factor to it i i definitely agree yeah. that if they could whittle these down to 10 to 15 minute chunks then i would have a lot more fun with the gameplay loop but when you're 25 minutes through and then you just like i said run into some boss that stomps everyone on your team real quick because no one's healed up and you weren't prepared for it, and and all of that was for nothing. Versus, you could have gotten two, maybe three levels for just getting past that that point. So, it it makes the rewards feel so few and far between. So, I I would probably, I don't know. I think maybe go for another four v horde game. I 
I don't want to say exoprimal, but I'm going to say exoprimal because that's just <laughs> what I do. I swear I don't get paid for it, but I should at this point. And so I, yeah, I still think it's a game and it's it's worth playing, especially if you have some friends to play with. Because uh, the more I say this, I realize I guess I just don't have friends or or something like that. <laughs> that's why I picked this game to force you guys to play with me. <laughs> As a score, though, I... Yeah, I'd, I'd give it an 80, 81. So, yes. Thank you, Aaron Dude, for bringing up the uh, gameplay length because that was actually a point I wanted to bring up. I do not recommend this game for xCloud because it is unfortunate. You do have to focus and play this match, and unfortunately, the matches are just long. And as we said, like all the matches really kind of feel the same, so it's not like, oh, if I do this match, this match is a 15-minute one. This is a quick one. So, but that also being said, I felt like every, just about every time I was doing a match, I was gaining a level. So like the reward to me felt like pretty good of just like, Hey, I did a match. Now I got another level, another talent point, get to work more on my build. But, um, overall though, for me, Warhammer 40 K, the combat to me was just so visceral and weighty. I loved the melee in this game. It just felt so good. As I said, the eviscerator sword is probably one of, one of my favorite top video game weapons i thought it was a ton of fun it just always brought a smile to my face even though i've been using it for hours i still just like i don't want to get rid of the sword it's it's just a blast um i thought the character builds even though Aaron disagrees i thought actually did work out quite a bit i played a support role which did at least help me carry my dummy teammates that wouldn't heal i could kind of give them an overshield and stun the enemies around them to help them actually survive a little bit so I actually felt like I could change my build around a little bit and actually change the gameplay up. So I liked the character building aspect of it, but I agree with Aaron. The RPG elements was very lackluster. I think it was kind of put in there for the diehard Warhammer fans to be like role playing a little bit, but there's no dialogue choices. So I didn't understand the purpose of picking my home world and my backstory, but environments then. Get the fat shark absolutely nails it. This feels like a 40k Warhammer 40k game. It looks, which is also, as Aaron said, the color palette is very browns and grays and stuff like that. But the combat is just fun. I played a lot of it solo, and I think this still was a lot of fun playing solo. Even though I had dummy teammates, I did not care. I still had. I was instantly going back to other matches and just playing again because I also loved the loot, getting new weapons, getting better, getting stronger. It's a ton of fun. I'm giving it an 83. I feel like our scores are way um, too close. I'm going to, to to pull Liz's comment there, and not in a bad way. But I feel like it, it is kind of weird how close we are because I felt like Aaron like was negative with this game. Well, because I, I like so. What part of role playing is there if all of the picking? backstory and things just don't matter i guess i you're not role-playing anything you're just you have a skill tree it's a it's an action game with you a pick skill your tree. character's name I, you can i okay oh i forgot about this story but it was i played a game where a guy was playing an ogren and his name was um grunk eddie literally the entire match kept talking in third person of grunk would destroy people for you and just literally kept talking that way and so people were getting into it and being like grunk no and he's like oh grunk sorry and that, that was actually pretty funny all right so that's this person who actually nailed it on there but yeah he was actually role-playing but my my further question is going to be if you want like visceral hack and slash though would you play this or a gears of war game this because 
Because yeah. doesn't that have Horde War mode was games? more shooting. So, so again? Don't those have plenty of Horde mode games where you can just hack and slash with saw blades? It, it had a Horde game mode, but it wasn't like this. The Horde yeah. game mode was way more tactical. It was more of a base defense kind of game mode. All right. I guess. I'd rather play base defense. That's more me. I know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, as far as Metacritic goes, uh, for the meta score, it's looking at a 74. And for user score, it's a 4.8 with 139 reviews. Um, it, I did notice a lot of the zeros, though, are because of the very poor launch it had. So I think there just hasn't been as many reviews recently now that the game's been fixed and working way more smooth. Uh, but yeah, I think that'll do it for us. So uh, I've been your hardcore gamer, Sanji. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. Uh, if you have any game suggestions or you want to join us on our Discord, go to GamePassGrabAg.com. You'll find the links to all of our things. Uh, we record usually Tuesdays <laughs> at uh, around 8.30 EST. We did that once. But uh. Yeah, we, we 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 literally rotate every other day or every other week. This week we ended up doing Wednesday, but then next week we will be we will be Tuesday. Wednesday. Yeah, but anyway, Aaron, go. I choose uh, you. I am the uh, the co-host of the Screen Test Podcast. That is a podcast dedicated to all screens. It's really just movie and TV screens. I don't know why we yeah. say all screens because we don't talk about phones at all. We've never talked about a phone. Not once. Uh, let's see. We just recently did a review of Ernest Scared Stupid. If you are a child of the 90s, you may or may not know about that movie. That's pretty much what we're dedicated to now is just 90s crap. Uh, if you do want to uh, find me, I do write mostly on our X platform, uh, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, you can find us at uh, Screen Test Pod. Oh. Weird. I'm just, I'm just using... As, that was the biggest gulp of water, too. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't water, Aaron. <laughs> what, or whatever it was. It's I couldn't PBR, see it because the, the, well the purple was all there. But I love how it just goes silent. You say, gook. I mean, I was, just, I was just waiting for, you know, usually Andrew just goes on and on. And you just, you, you kind of just came to a full stop. Um, I, I'm, I'm still waiting for you guys to do the, um, the Nicolas Cage episode. Uh, I can't even think of the name of the movie now. The one where yeah, he never I, yeah, says you've, a word. You, it's fant- it's you've, you've, fantastic You've movie. recommended that movie. We we will be doing Andrew's suggestion here uh, with Suburban Commando. With Hulk just Hogan. because with Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Hulk featuring Hulk Hogan. That's hard to pass uh, we will be We will be reviewing that film, not on our next episode, but on the episode after that. We kind of want to get through Halloween, so we want to do some Halloween-focused episodes before we get to that. But I mean, we I, will, I think this we is a will, Halloween-focused I, episode. It is him murdering... Puppets. That is a good point. Uh, Willy's Wonderland. Well, uh, Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Fantastic movie. That would be a good. That would be a good horror one. But I think you could do when it's Nick Cage. It doesn't matter if he's doing a horror film. You could literally review. That, that could be a Christmas point. Day uh, review. Yeah, you really could. <laughs> Our you could do National Treasure. That's kind of a horror film. <laughs> Every day's a National Treasure in Nicolas Cage. Um, yeah, I don't know. I so that's been me. That's who I am. Because I've been on this podcast. I've been keeping everyone. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Alright, everyone. We love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye. See ya.
Thank you.